Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis, and I sure appreciate you sticking with us during the break. In this segment, we've got an agent who works on the Modern Traditions Realty Group team who's going to discuss his first couple of years in real estate. I don't think real estate was something that he had considered for years and years getting into. So if you're looking to change careers and you want to know whether or not real estate might be right for you, this could be just the segment for you. Don't forget, if you want to connect with us, Go to gogaddisradio.com. That's G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions. I'd like to introduce Marcus Newdorfer. Did I say that exactly right, Marcus? Absolutely. Okay, good, because I do not want to mess up anybody's names. Thank you so much for being a guest with us on the show tonight. No worries. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And hopefully there are probably some people listening to the show that are thinking, I'd always like to get into real estate, and I don't know if it would be right for me. And maybe that can help. Prior to going into real estate, what did you do? What, what, what was your line of work? I actually was in the automotive industry. Uh, I retired from a Fortune 500 company after 20 years. Okay. And I was in purchasing and acquisitions. So uh, I, I was in charge of uh, going to the auctions, making sure that the team was buying the right cars at the right price huh. in the right place. Well, you were a car expert then, because like you can't make too many mistakes there. Or they'd run you out of there if you're not if you're buying them for too much money, right? Yeah, it took some time to get that experience, but yes, uh, I I think the best thing was being able to read markets, whether it was reading the market for the week, the month, or year over year. The cycles can be um, very much the same to the housing market. Oh, really? So you had to kind of develop your own little crystal ball, if you will to be able to figure out what was going on in the world so you made the right decisions. Absolutely. You had to look into the future. So what made you, and, and I know there's some there's big players in the automotive world here in Metro Atlanta, what made you decide that you didn't want to continue doing that, that you wanted to do something different? Uh, my father once told me that, you know, when the, when the bad days outweigh the good days, it's time to it's time to move on. And, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be stuck in something and not enjoy it. I mean, I enjoyed it for 20 years. I enjoyed the company for 20 years, and it was it was time to move on and and look at something else. And since we haven't talked about the company, I feel okay in asking you: Was there one little specific thing that that kind of made you like I'm kind of over corporate life? Because I don't think I would be a very good employee in the corporate world. I was in the co- corporate world for about 10 years, but I had a leadership position, so I wasn't really wasn't really taking instructions from other people. Was there anything that just kind of had you fed up? Um, it was more of the progression from when I started with the company, it was a very small, young company. Yep. And in order to grow and grow and grow and become a corporate environment, it, it changes the relationships with, um, with how things are because you have to, you have to change it if you're a huge conglomerate. That's right. That's right. You get more and more and more layers. So sounds to me like you maybe had a little bit of a problem with, 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 uh, some of the bureaucracy. I would say that 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 is exactly right. Okay. And nothing against the company. No, it was no, just no, no. The fact that that's how that's what you have to do when you you want to be profitable and and build a huge company. Yeah, and my guess is there are many people listening to the show today um, who probably feel the same way about their job, or like you know what, maybe this has run its course, and maybe I would like to go do something different. We didn't talk about 
uh, this, Marcus, prior to this segment, but but for those of you who are familiar with the DISC personality profile, uh, D would be the dominance, and I would be the influence, and those would be me, and S would be the steadiness or consistency, and then the C would be the conscientiousness, the attention to details. And I, I, it's been a long time since I've seen your disc, but you're very high in the C. So you really like details, which makes sense, by the way, why you were so successful in your prior career. How have you found that to be helpful in real estate? And how have you found it to be some things that you kind of have to learn new ways of doing things? Well, with with a different profile, you have to learn how to work with all kinds of personalities. Right. Um, and that, I don't know if I'm answering this question. I have, I still have to make sure that I can work with all types of personalities because my personality is very, uh, steady and cautious. Uh -huh. Um, I think those are two of the disc profiles and I have to make sure that I can work with somebody that is a dominant personality, um, in the disc profiles. And because that is a person that wants the answers right now. And I'm one that wants to make sure that Everything is the way it should be in, in proper order. And the truth is, is that with your high attention to detail, you know, you would love to have some proof or some spreadsheets or some research or something to help make the right decisions. And you really hit the nail on the head. A D doesn't really want all those details. A D wants to know, tell me what I need to know. Let me make a decision and let's move on. Have you gotten yourself in any situations where you were particularly proud of being able to kind of uh, morph your personality to deal with others? Yes, I, I have worked with um, a couple of dominant personalities, uh, which I would consider your CEO types. Uh, mm -hmm. CEO of a major company would be a dominant personality. Mm -hmm. yep. um, I'm proud to be able to, uh, to say that it was successful in buying or selling the home when I was working with them. And sometimes you, you have to be very, um, uh, not, I don't want to use the term forceful, but you, you have to be uh, firm, I guess is the best. So Firm uh, with somebody like that. Or, uh, I mean, as another way to say it is you have to talk to them the way they talk to you. Because the reality exactly. is, is when they're talking to you and they're being kind of forceful and very, um, you know, I, I'm going to say demanding, they know what they want. Um, yeah. You kind of got to say, okay, great, but if we do that, then it's going to be this and this and this. Now, you want me to handle those this way or that way? And so I think that's interesting. Hopefully for people who are listening who are thinking, well, my personality might not be just ideal because ideally a real estate agent has a very high eye, meaning they've never met a stranger. They can carry on conversations with anybody. They're the life of the party. I'm a high eye, but that's not me, meaning I don't really want to go to the party and stay there forever, but I can help you buy a house. So thank you for letting me have that discussion. Marcus, if somebody wanted to reach you, if they wanted to buy a home, here in Metro Atlanta or wanted to sell a home here in Metro Atlanta and wanted to use you and the Modern Traditions Realty Group team, which means they would get me as well. How would they reach you? Uh, on my phone, 770-919-6289. Uh, and also email Marcus, and that's with a K, M-A-R-K-U-S, at gowithmt.com. Gowithmoderntraditions.com. Give me that phone number one more time for somebody who people who might have missed it. 770-919-6289. And I tell you, Marcus is a great, great agent. So what was it, Marcus, that made you decide you wanted to get into real estate? My wife had been with Remax Center for uh, almost uh, right at 10 years okay. when I retired. And I had known um, that brokerage for a long time. And I loved the people at that brokerage. It's a very, uh, we were talking about the, the environment. It's a very family-oriented environment. Sure is. And 
So my wife said, why don't we, why don't we work together and we can bounce ideas off of each other. And she's a transactions coordinator and she works contracts to close and, uh, had a lot of, um, experience that could help me out when I'm just starting out. I'll bet she did. Now, did you guys actually work together on the same transactions or she was doing her stuff and you were doing your stuff? No, we felt to, uh, keep, uh, a happy, a happy marriage and a happy household. We wanted to keep it separate, but we can still bounce ideas and solutions off of each other. I think that's the best way to keep it. You know, that's a, and sometimes spouses can work together. No problem at all. For those who are listening on the radio, you couldn't see Marcus. I can actually see him. And he had this little bitty smile as he said, Hey, <laughs> and what I think he was saying was, Hey, it was more important for us to keep the marriage the way it needs to be and not get that, get that have any interference come from the work life, and I think that's probably uh, really smart. How would you describe your first year or two in real estate? Uh, I would actually say it's, it's stressful, and there's a lot of anxiety. Um, the biggest, uh, I guess, the biggest thing is you have to stay disciplined because you don't you don't know. You know, being an entrepreneur, you don't know when that next paycheck's coming, when the next uh, buy or sell is going to close and it'll just, it'll just continue to stress your, yourself. So, so let's dig into that a little bit further. So if someone's not careful, they could get into real estate and because they don't have a steady paycheck, no matter what that could cause anxiety. And how would that anxiety kind of manifest in business? Meaning if it causes you problems, is it because it ke- you're not doing what you're supposed to do? Is that what you're saying? Is even if you have anxiety, do what the heck you're supposed to do, make your follow-up calls, continue prospecting and you'll be fine. Yeah, I think I think you get you would get into a rut and things could get worse instead of just staying steady with the course and and following a pattern. If that makes sense, it absolutely makes sense. And what made you decide that doing real estate on a team was the place for you to do it? Uh, that's I, I think that's an easy question. That is support. Okay. The re, the resources that are available to me or someone that's on a team are years and years of experience, 50, 100 years of experience in the field where even if I haven't come across that problem in uh, in a contract, someone else on my team has a solution where I hadn't seen it before. You know, one of the ways I explain real estate is it's kind of like playing billiards or playing a game of pool. Never has the same contract happened twice. And so that's the way I kind of look at it. Um, that's a great thing because it makes everything very exciting. Every contract's different, but it also can add some anxiety and stress to um, making sure you get to the table to close. That is that is so insightful, and I can totally, totally understand that. We've got about 40 seconds left uh, in this segment, and my question for you is this. If somebody was looking to buy a home and they wanted to consider working with you, what's your little elevator pitch about why they should work with you? I look at it instead of, I know that a lot of people look at uh, real estate or an agent as as a salesperson. I look at it as building a relationship, as cliche as that sounds. If it's not the right time for a person to buy a house or sell a house, I'll absolutely tell someone that because I want somebody to know, love, and trust me so that in a year, hey, Marcus was Marcus was smart. He, he walked me through it. He realized it wasn't the right time for me. Um, and that's when I get the call back. I love so it. It's you, about building... You, I love it. You're saying you'll tell them the truth no matter what. If you want to reach Marcus, it's easy, 770-919-6289. Let me give that one more time because I'm telling you, he's a good guy. 
770-919-6289. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, getting back into the market after a listing is expired, what are the best practices, and how do you avoid the rental trap? Stick with us. We've got those subjects and more. We'll be back. 